You're listening to The Group Sessions, a podcast that bridges the gap between informed public health and healthy mental hygiene. My name is Rob, and I'm a certified mental health life coach and master NLP practitioner. I'm best known for my publications and social media content, as well as individual counseling. Join me on this therapeutic journey while we analyze and overcome issues impacting our mental well-being. Welcome and welcome back to group, everybody. I am so glad to be back and connecting with you guys. I know it's been a quite the hiatus. It's been a couple of weeks and I have committed to posting multiple times per week and moving up to a recording schedule that is daily. So I sincerely apologize for that. Um, I've just been in a really weird emotional space lately And I find that when I'm in an emotional space, it's really, really hard for me to give advice because I am clouded with my own bias and my own stress and my own frustration. So as a practitioner, one of the things that I have to do is know when it's time for me to kind of step back a little bit and kind of recuperate and recenter for myself, because if I'm no good to me, I'm no good to you. So, uh. There will be moments in our journey that I do have to step away for a little bit, but I will always come back. I want you guys to feel like this is something consistent for you. I want you to feel like this is something you can rely on and that I'm somebody that wants to be a part of your life. So uh, I'm, I'm human just like you are. And I think that showing that human side is kind of what breaks us, you know, work. It brings us closer. So. Yeah, but I'm happy to say that I'm finally back and I'm ready to jump into some content based on, I think, like the things that I've been focused on and the things I've been going through. I want to share some of that with you. I actually recorded two full episodes, (laughs) two full episodes that will never get aired because they were full of frustration. And that's when I realized I, I just wasn't ready to jump back on air. I wasn't ready. Uh, but I'm, I'm feeling more like myself today than I felt yesterday. And so this is the day three of recording. And I think that I'm ready to jump back in there. Uh, I'm not going to do too much editing on this episode. I actually turned the gain and sensitivity up on my microphone. So you might hear some background noise. I was just feeling really inspired right now. So I wanted to jump on air and give you guys a piece of me you know i wanted to give you part of my heart today's episode we're going to focus on uh motivational theory and psychology we're going to be focusing on maslow's hierarchy of needs and we're also going to be talking a little bit about the idea of understanding the simplicity of your problems or the simplicity of your questions and approaching things from a more um a simple stance And that's going to be called Occam's Razor. We're going to talk about that theory a little bit. In addition to all of this, uh, my birthday just passed. Shout out to me. Happy birthday. (laughs) Uh, I turned 35. And so I'm telling people I'm damn near 50. (laughs) I'm telling people I'm damn near 50. And I want to, I think I'm going to give y'all a little bit of them 30 somethings too. I'm going to give y'all a little, this is going to be a session slash, mm, You know, it's going to be a session. Mm. It's going to give session, but it's going to give. 
Uh, before we get into today's episode, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Follow me on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast from. Uh, drop me a five-star rating. You know, I talk about that all the time. That really does go a really, really long way. And um, yeah, I like to see what you guys think about our show. I like to hear what you guys uh, want to hear about next. So let me know. Hit me up. You know that we're not available on YouTube anymore. Um, I'm working on video content. I am. I am. Now, is that video content going to be ready to be released anytime soon? Probably not. But I am working on putting some things together. Um, even though I haven't been on air, I've been behind the scenes doing the business thing, doing some collaborations. Shout out to these two, these two brothers that I discovered on Instagram. And I started listening to their shows and I really, 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 really like them. Check out the Black Wall podcast hosted by the amazing Stephen Lee. He talks a lot about black economics and wealth investment, but he speaks about it from a very raw and honest perspective and applies life lessons and really puts his um, himself on the exposure when it comes to discussing his uh, downfalls and his hurdles that he has he's had to overcome in life, which kind of devised this way of thinking that was kind of not really healthy for him. Um, and it led to him wanting more for himself. So I, I just appreciate him. Uh, I just did a show with him a couple of days ago. And we talked about grief. We talked about loss. We talked about emotional investments and relationships. Uh, we talked about economics. We talked about culture. We we covered a lot of ground. So go ahead and check out that episode. It was actually the series, fin- not the series, the season finale. So it was just a great thing to just be a part of that project with him and you know connect and make that new relationship there we're going to definitely do some work in the future and I want to bring him back I want to bring him onto this show because some of the things that he talked about in his first season I would love to elaborate on them uh so shout out to him and every L podcast we are going to be doing a uh our first well no it's not really our first Euro, Euro collab but this is definitely going to be, I'm going to be guest speaking on a uh, podcast based out in London. So every L podcast is pretty dope. I love what I love about every L podcast is that he brings on different guests and they kind of talk about those major L's that they've taken in their life and it gets broken down. I'm going to be on that show talking about some of my major L's. So uh, this is going to be a side of me that a lot of people don't get to see. Uh, not that I hide it or anything like that, but I think this is the first time that I'm going to be in um, a, a vulnerable space with someone for a very long time. <laughs> I believe co- recording time is looking like probably two hours. So, um, yeah, check that out. And I, I know that you guys are going to be able to walk away from so much with that as well. Uh, so in order to keep up with any uh, all of these things that I'm doing, hit me up on Instagram. Follow me at Robert St. Michael. You're going to spell it out. R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-I-N-T-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. And um, feel free to check out my website as well. If you're looking for speaking engagements or if you want to do some collabs or anything like that, you can submit a contact form on the website or you can go ahead and shoot me an email. Feel free to also DM me. Uh, but yeah, so we're working on some video content. Uh but we're busy. We are very much booked and busy. Uh, if you want to tune in or share this podcast, uh, we're available on pretty much everywhere. 
some of the major platforms that you can find us on is Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Public, Republic Radio, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Drezer, Samsung, RSS, and more. If there's a platform that you are, you know, using and you want us to be available there and we're not already available there, just shoot me a DM. Let me know. Let me know and I will make sure I get the feed sent over. So, yeah. And also be sure to hit up my link in bio. I'm going to be doing a fun. Well, I'm currently doing a fundraiser. I need some better equipment. The, the, the equipment that I've used that I'm using has run stale. OK, it is giving this is not the way anymore. So I need some new headphones to monitor my uh, recording and I need a better microphone. I don't like doing a whole bunch of edits to my show. And I think this show, I'm actually not going to do any edits whatsoever. I'll just do the auto audio enhancement, but I don't want to do any cuts or anything like that because I want to sound, I want to hear what my natural flow sounds like on air. So <clears throat> you're all going to get a lot of coughing. You're going to get a lot of sniffing. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of breathing and all of that good stuff. I just want to hear what it sounds like. Um, my goal is to kind of get you, get us to a space where this feels like a supernatural conversation and it's not something that we can just edit. You know, I want it to be unfiltered. I want it to be uh, unfiltered and unedited. So having a better microphone is going to capture a better sound quality raw. So I'm not going to have to do any enhancements or anything like that with a better microphone um, and headphones. The ones I have is kind of falling apart. Uh, they are giving 2004. <laughs> So, um, I don't even think they make these anymore. Uh, but yeah, once I get my new equipment, I might be, um, I don't know. I want to kind of like, maybe I might raffle some equipment that I have off. I have, this will be the microphone I'm using is my second mic. Um, my first mic was a starter mic and, um, it's, it's okay. Quality It's great for beginners, but it, if you want a more crisp and clean sound, you do want to upgrade, but I'm pretty sure there's someone out there that could use that starter mic. Um, and I might just raffle off these headphones as well. I don't, I don't know. Y'all let me know what y'all want me to do with it. Uh, so yeah, let's jump into today's topic. I'm going to start off with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, and then let's jump into Occam's razor and then talk about my, uh, personal life get up all in my mm -mm, okay so maslow maslow's hierarchy of needs is basically the motivational theory in psychology that breaks human needs into five tiers pretty much like a pyramid if you guys have ever seen a food pyramid i don't think they do food pyramids anymore i think it's like food something else's but <clears throat> if you've seen a food pyramid it's pretty much the same thing and at the very bottom of that hierarchy is where the most basic needs is. And then as you climb up that pyramid, you find more niche types of needs. But you can only get to those needs unless if the uh, layers beneath it have been met. So, for example, at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is physiological needs. <clears throat> your physical phys your physiological needs are going to be air, water, sleep, shelter, reproduction, things like that um food you know it's going to be very basic needs now the concept is that if these needs are not met you will not be able to be concerned with any other aspect of your life so if you are uncertain about your living situation if you're uncertain about how you're going to put food on your table if you're uncertain about um 
being clothed, if you're not getting sleep, if you're not, if these are things that are not a certain for you, all the other needs that follow are not necessarily going to be met. And I want to, as we go up this pyramid, I want to kind of emphasize because one of the things that we spoke about on Stefan's show, one of the things we spoke about is kind of like having different layers of needs and and how having certain foundations threatened can make you feel like you have a shaky relationship with other things. For example, money is something that we talked about. And we was talking about like our relationship with money. And one thing that I had mentioned was that when you grow up feeling like money is not guaranteed or it's not certain or it can be taken and stolen from you, your relationship with it is quite different. And so we kind of got into like, you know, some some kind of things that were reminiscent of growing up in a poverty type of environment. Um, I definitely opened up about my upbringing and my neighborhood and, you know, where I was at and stuff like that. So but the physiological part of things is kind of like you can actually target somebody for that. So if you are in an environment or in a community that is known to have an issue like that growing up in that community means that you constantly have that first level of your needs threatened which makes it so that it's hard for you to have other needs met okay and so now let's kind of stack on that pyramid that's the big that's the biggest uh foundation that's the bottom level right above that is safety needs so once your physiological needs are met the next level that has to be met is your safety needs. And this is personal security, employment, health, prosperity, resources, things like that. Think about how many people actually don't have that level of needs met. Think about how many people are, are actually struggling with security, um, struggling with employment, struggling with having resources, struggling with health. Right. We constantly see that these things just spin and spin and spin. Uh, so once those needs are met, though, you're able to access love and belonging. And so the needs for loving and love and belonging is like friendship, intimacy, family, um, any type of sense of connection. Now, keep in mind that in order for you to start meeting these needs in a healthy way, your physiological needs have to be met and then your safety needs have to be met. And then we can talk about love and belonging. So when we try to jump into that that level of need but we haven't secured the levels beneath it we're not going to have a healthy um we're not going to find ourselves in healthy relationships and healthy situations this is why and i just uh tapped in i want to just <laughs> i've been really listening to some podcasts y'all i i never even thought i would be a podcaster kind of person but once you start getting to the side of the internet that's genuine, that's authentic, that's just honest and just, you know, once you find that space on the internet, it just really reminds me of like, I don't know, it, it, it just feels really nice to have voices that speak the truth, people that are on air informing you, not here to entertain you, just, just they want to give you information, they want to help you. So I just found out about another person that I follow on Instagram at Favorite Librarian, and she has a podcast. 
she was talking about the de- the delicate balance between distance and estranged when it comes to family. When we have, <clears throat> sorry, when we have these needs in this particular order and we jump into like that family belonging, uh, friendship, relationship, connection type of space, but we don't have those other first needs met, it's pretty common for those types of relationships not to have solid foundations because they literally don't have solid foundations. And so what you'll see is that when people outgrow the threat of physical, physiological need and safety need, and they start to find their own version of that safety, that their own version of that physiological need um, and those safety needs outside of their tribe or their family and stuff like that, they start to understand that once you get to the level of love and belonging, there's a healthier way to do that. And the people that have been a part of that space in an unhealthy way, you're no longer attracted to that. You understand that that's not something healthy for you. Um, So yeah, and then so after we get past that level, we get to the esteem level. Now, the esteem level is, I think, the most complex of them all we're talking about respect recognition strength freedom self-esteem status the reason why i feel like this level is so it's so tricky because it can go south really really quickly it can go south really really quickly and i feel like everyone kind of plays around in the realm of esteem but not too many people does esteem in a healthy way if that makes sense. And the reasons why we typically don't do esteem in a really healthy way is because we are not basing that esteem on a healthy foundation of love and belonging. So with that foundation being shaky, sometimes you bring overcompensations into that esteem space that should have been validated in the love and belonging phase, but that level of your pyramid is just not solid. So the esteem is where we see a lot of people pushing their ego out. Um, And I've spoken about this before. And I'm going to talk about this again. (laughs) As I talk about like how 35 feels. It's crazy to me that I'm actually 35. Like I'm actually 35 years old. That's crazy. That is insane. Who gave me the right to be 35? Like 35. What? It's crazy. Uh. So, yeah, that's the esteem space and, yeah, it can go south really quickly. But if you do the esteem space in a healthy way and you get those needs met, you come to the final stage in that pyramid um, in, in terms of that hierarchy and it's self-actu- self-actualization. And that's pretty much the desire to be the most that you can be. The desire to be the most of who you are, the best of who you are. And, um, yeah, so... with Maslow's hierarchy of needs it's really important that each individual stage is kind of met and secure and this doesn't have anything about have anything to do with you growing through it or growing up or being a certain age if you have a life event that threatens your your livelihood in terms of shelter all of the concerns about safety, personal safety, belonging, self-esteem, actualization, all of that stuff gets put on pause. You can't tap in and exist in those spaces until you have that physiological need met. So that is 
Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I think that one thing that we can take from that is that um, how we show up in our day, it, we show up in multiple layers in one moment. I know that sounds wild. That sounds like some Twilight Zone stuff, but there are multiple um, there are multiple aspects of who you are, and all of these aspects come together to make you the you that you know, like you the person, you the personality, you the ego, you the thoughts. All of these thoughts are the result of you showing up in different ways. So when you when you have if you have a good feeling about yourself, if you have a bad feeling about yourself, if you have whatever thoughts you're having, these are usually the final result of a lot of things that took place beforehand that you are not aware of because you don't have that level of consciousness. But before you can wake up and be in a good mood, a lot of things have already taken place in your mind. Before you can form a sentence to express your thoughts, a lot of things have already taken place in your mind. That, that sentence, that expression of of the mind is the it, like that's the end of a very long process. And it's a process that you don't really get to see because it's not in front of you. But being and I've said this before as well, being you is only one of the many things your mind can do. Your mind does a lot more than personality. Your mind does a lot more than language. It does a lot more than memory. It does a lot of things very often. And so with the these hierarchy of needs kind of shows you that some of is one way of looking at the different aspects of the work that your mind does on a daily basis to help you show up in your own personality. So, um, yeah, that's one thing that we can take away from that. And then I want to just quickly touch on Occam's razor and Occam's razor is um, something that I've, I think I've been leaning towards this past couple of months. I think I've been leaning towards this past couple of months, Occam's razor, because I've kind of been feeling really overwhelmed um, in, in a good way. And also, well, not in a bad way, just really emotionally like at the top of my cup with it. And so I had to figure out, well, not figure out, but I had to just kind of analyze the the things that were happening in my life. And I had to think about what's the best approach up to, to kind of understand what's going on. And um, Occam's razor is the philosophy that the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. So when things happen, because there's balance in the universe, because everything has an equal and opposite reaction, logic kind of has already canceled itself out in the event. So what you absorb from that particular event in its most simple form is probably the most accurate understanding and depiction of that event for you at that time. So, yeah, um... There has been a lot of good things. I told you guys that I'm doing a lot of collabs, but there's just been a lot of um, just disappointments. There's been a lot of disappointments for sure. Um, I found myself disappointed in people. 
I found myself disappointing, disappointed in systems and um, just general disappointment. I don't want to get too much into it because this is the reason why the past two episodes cannot be aired. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to offend anybody. And um, as I'm getting older, I'm understanding that what I say and how I say things can impact people in a certain type of way. Uh, I used to feel like because I can take it that other people should be able to take it. And I used to feel like because I can see things for face value, I can look past the the passion and the emotion and get to the core of communication. I assumed that other people can do that. And when people couldn't do that, I would get frustrated because I felt like it was pointless communication and a waste of time to dance around an issue that we're not going to solve. But I'm understanding now that life is about experiences in the sense of taking something, but also giving something. And every interaction that we have, every lesson that we learn is an opportunity to teach as well as to learn. We can take and we can also give. And so I'm focused on what I can give to difficult situations in my life as it pertains to other people. Um, and even, I guess, in situations where it's just me, what can I give to myself? Sometimes it's not always about fixing things. Sometimes it's it, fixing things is a part of the experience. But there are other things in the experience that are valuable as well. The learning and the teaching. I want to show up as a teacher in the world uh, with me being the grand old age of 35. That's crazy that I'm 35. I'm 35 years old. That is insane. Who told me to be 35? Like what? I, I that I, I, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. But um, I want to embrace my age as a form of wisdom. I want to embrace my time on earth as a showing up and having arrived at another year, bringing all of my baggage and all of my lessons with me. Um, I, I'm, I'm not in the space of kind of segregating myself anymore and leaving parts of me behind. I'm at a space of kind of integrating all of me, all the versions of me. And I have a lot of company Okay, I've been at 35. I've been a lot of different people, you know, like I've I've lived a lot of different versions of myself. And I'm pretty sure that I'll continue to do so because as we grow, we change. And that's that's the beautiful thing about life. One of the many beautiful things about life. But when we grow, we change. You know, I just I want to be a man of wisdom I want to be a man of integrity and I want to be a man of transparency. The transparency thing is unique to me. I think that wisdom and integrity is something that a lot of people want, but I don't want to be a mystery. I don't I don't need them. I think that I've hid behind mystery for for a good chunk of my life and I've outgrown it. But I want to make an active attempt to not be a mystery 
to not be mysterious, to be something that can be accessed by other people, something readable, something legible. And I think that that uh, that intention comes from me finding empowerment and vulnerability, which is something that I've struggled with a long time, (laughs) a long time. Uh, But I've learned that even though vulnerability is still uncomfortable, it lends its way for very uh, valuable connections with people. It lends its way for very meaningful interactions. And it, it offers a level of richness that you can't get anywhere else. You know, I, I, I say that to say um, through experiencing moments of vulnerability over the past couple of years, I want to live in a more vulnerable space and be exist in a more vulnerable state of mind. I no longer see vulnerability as weakness. I see vulnerability as a repositioned strength. I see vulnerability as a strategic placement of the emotional self. Um, and I didn't know it to be that. I thought vulnerability was, was weakness. Uh, but there are certain things that there are certain locations you can't be unless you're willing to be vulnerable. For example, physical locations. If you are unwilling to be vulnerable whatsoever, you'll probably never travel into the sea. You know what I mean? You'll probably never be on a boat. You'll probably never get on a plane. You might never get on in a car, you know, because that that op, that force that prevents the vulnerability is a carefulness. And your carefulness when it's overdone, it's, it's, it's a paranoia. paranoia. It's a carefulness that's preventing you from experiencing things in life. So, so is the same for your inside world. So is the same for your emotional spaces. There are locations that you can't go emotionally without the willingness to be vulnerable. Now, am I saying the more emotional vulnerability you can, you can access, the more um, emotional locations you I, I don't know about all that I have not been that vulnerable I have not been giving it that much but what I will say is that I've experienced sentiments in my relationships that I haven't been able to experience before because I allowed myself to be vulnerable in them uh, an example of that is asking for advice I have I've never really been a big advice guy. Um, Well, I give a lot of advice, but I never really, I would ask for advice, but I never really ask for advice, you know, and being able to show up in, in full confidence while also showing up in full vulnerability and making an emphasis to show someone your vulnerability and asking for direction, asking for a suggestion. Uh, that is new to me. And I find that when I am now showing people my vulnerability, they're understanding me more. They're understanding me on a deeper level. You know, they're, they're getting it. I don't have to say as much anymore. I just show it to them. And so they, they see something in that vulnerability that they connect with and, 
it helps them paint the concept of where I'm at, whether it is mentally, whether it is emotionally. Um, yeah, it, it helps. And, be, and the reason why is because the people that I'm being vulnerable with for the first time are they're probably used to being vulnerable in other relationships. They're just not vulnerable with me because I don't give them that. And that was like the that was like the the crazy the the mind opener like what you know when you have this rough exterior people learn to deal with you with the rough exterior they're not going to come to you with vulnerability or sensitive spaces because you're not the friend that does that you're not the brother that does that so they're not going to bring that shit to you but when you can show them that you're ready for that language they bring you that language and and within that language you just learn so many different elements and flavors of life so i um i welcome that and and that's why as a man now i want transparency to be a part of who i am i want transparency to be something that i'm known for and uh definitely this project is helping that but I know that that is where my intentions is because as I'm growing with this project, I'm starting to find myself in spaces that are aligned with that idea, with that focus. So for anyone that is, we're doing collabs this month. Thank you guys. Like I sincerely appreciate you being a part of my journey. And it's, it's not just this project and it's not just Instagram. It's, it's my life. This is who I am. So where I'm at right now, this location that I've arrived at has been a product of 35 years of life experiences in the making. And some of those experiences have felt uh, unexplainable. They felt unwarranted. They felt unfair. They felt cold. They felt scary. So when I'm able to find my way into a location like this, where we have people all over the country listening to my content, uh, supporting my page, and it, what? That's insane. And then we have people all over the world. People know who I am by name that I've never met before in a country that I've never visited before. Shout out to London, though. I keep saying if I go there, I'm not coming back. Y'all think I'm playing. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm playing. I keep saying if I go there, I'm not coming back, but it's it's just amazing. I just, I'm just in awe at this journey and I'm just grateful. I know that this is going to open up so many different doors and it's going to lead me to a space of just uh, growth. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word prosperity, uh, but I'm, I'm starting to be more careful with what I say and the words that I use until I fully understand those concepts. And I am changing my value system as we speak and changing the way I evaluate richness. So until I have that concept, I won't really speak on prosperity, but I would like some sense of abundance to be channeled in through the things that we're doing in the community that we're building. Like, come on, you know? So, um, that's that. I wanted to leave you guys with some third, some notes. On. Okay. I'm sorry. Hope. Kodak, knock it off. He will always do the most. And I ask him to do the medium amount all the time. Kodak, do the medium amount. No, I want to do the most. But um, 
I wanted to leave you guys with some some notes on the 30-somethings. So I want to give y'all a little bit of advice because we don't really talk about the 30-somethings. Everybody talk about the 20-somethings, but nobody talk about the 30-somethings. To anyone that is entering their 30s, first of all, give yourself a round of applause because your 20s was not easy. And, you know, give yourself a round of applause. It's very possible that in your 30s, you may be exactly what you thought you were going to be. And if that's the case, give yourself a round of applause. There's also possibility that in your 30s, you're not going to be who you thought you should be. You're not going to be who your parents or your guardians or who anyone, you're not going to be that. And there's a possibility that you might feel like you fell short. Like, um, time is running out, uh, like, like your goals are not being met. There's a time in your thirties that's coming around the corner and it's going to feel like a mirror that you look in for the first time and you're going to see your imperfections. You're going to see imperfections that you've had this whole time, but you just never looked at them and it's going to feel uncomfortable and that's okay. Because through the uncomfort, through the discomfort is the growth and exposing yourself to yourself is the first step to loving yourself for yourself. It's going to be the difference from loving what you can do versus loving who you are. In your 30s, you're going to find yourself you're going to find it. And if you haven't found yourself yet, you're going to let yourself go. And then you're going to find yourself. Your 30s is about internal work. It's about um, building a fortress inside of your mind, building a fortress inside of your heart, inside of your soul. Um, that that kind of holds you down when you're not even thinking about it. You might have some habits that you want to break or that you want to start. Give yourself a round of applause for having the goal. You would not have the vision if it wasn't meant for you to have it. You would not have these thoughts if it wasn't meant for you to do something with it. If you are here and you still have those visions, that means you still have time. Don't let society trick you into thinking that you've run out of time. You're too old to start something new. Don't let society make you feel like you're too old to have new goals and new visions, to start a new career, start a new direction, get a new hairstyle. In fact, the newness of it all is what you're going to look for. That newness is going to add a spark and a flair to your life that is much needed. That newness is actually going to be the spark that motivates you to, to start fresh and rebuild. Everybody doesn't necessarily get up and just move to a new city um, every 10 years. <laughs> I get that. And that's okay too. But take yourself from one location emotionally and start to bring yourself to another location emotionally. And if that's all you do in your 30-somethings, you have done a lot. You've done a lot because the physical stuff you can always get most of these physical goals. We can get them in a short amount of time. 
but the life experiences that's what you want that's what you want in your 30 somethings you're going to realize that it's not about having things it's not about collecting things it's about collecting experiences and then learning to provide experiences to people who come to you people get to experience you you become the experience so um that's what i wanted to leave you guys with but thank you guys for tapping in of course um i appreciate each and every one of you um yeah this is the group sessions podcast and i've been your mental health coach for today and i will catch you in the next session peace